0: to Maranatha Christian Assembly Podcast where we bring you the Word of God wherever you are. We pray that you be blessed by God's Word this week. So, I'm going to be talking about marketplace ministry. And when you see this marketplace ministry now on the screen, what comes to mind? Marketplace ministry. What comes to your mind? Not sure what is happening in your mind right now. I can't pry it open and see it. And uh, there are definitely no bubbles coming up from, shooting out from your, your head right now or from a mind showing me what's on your mind. So you might be thinking about many things right now. And uh, probably some of us are already thinking about, okay, uh, marketplace ministry, some things that come to my mind is uh, maybe organized Bible studies in my workplace. Or maybe some of us are saying, maybe I should start a prayer group, yeah, in my workplace. Or some of us maybe said, how about me leading a morning devotion or doing some morning worship in my workplace. Or some of us may be thinking about the fact that maybe we need to share the gospel or share our personal testimony. Uh, Or maybe some of us are thinking about the fact that we need to engage in some activities that will benefit the community. And that's part of the my marketplace ministry. Or some of us are maybe talk, thinking about promoting social justice. Or even some of us who looks at, uh, who looks at the current uh, uh, company they are working in and looking at the leadership and you say, man, this leadership requires something. There needs to be a makeover in this leadership. And this leadership requires some kingdom perspective. Somebody say. <laughs> yeah, and we are all probably thinking about something like that. And I, I might have missed some of them. But as I least some of these thoughts, these are probably the least of things that we would, we would and we can do to positively impact the marketplace for God's kingdom. And I'm grateful and thankful for that and I believe that those are important things that we need to do. Okay, not just to impact uh, the life of the pre-Christian, but also to nurture and to, to really uh, build up the, the, our fellow brothers and sisters who are also in the marketplace. And I believe that it is important that we do that. Now, since we are talking about marketplace, then what is the, you know, what do we understand about marketplace? And so this is kind of a, uh, kind of a definition that I'd like to write on uh, to start us off in this sermon. And uh, the marketplace basically refers to the practice of the integrating faith and Christian principles into everyday work. And because activities uh, and business activities to make a positive impact in the marketplace, all right. okay. So it's very easy for us to direct our attention or the attention could be easily drawn, our attention could be easily drawn to this, this particular uh, aspect which says activities to make a positive impact in the marketplace. Now I'd like to draw your attention to another important aspect of uh, marketplace ministry is this, is the integrating of our faith and Christian principles in everyday work. Now that makes a lot of difference though, yeah? So it's not just about what we can do and what we should do, how we should strategize to reach the laws for for God's kingdom in the marketplace. I believe that the effective, now let me repeat that again. I believe, and you can back to defer. Now I believe that the effective marketplace ministry comes from the activities that we do, which is true. To make it really effective, Okay a marketplace ministry should flow out of the being of a Christian. Do we agree on that? It should flow out of who we are as a Christian. And therefore, the doing is then the expression of the being. Alright? And so this is, a, this is the starting point, or this is where I, how I see marketplace ministry. Now, I have to, I have to confess one thing, um, that... I do have a bit of a challenge in trying to integrate different ministries. As I grow as a Christian, uh, we talk about the church, we talk about different ministries that we need to be part of. It seems like there are different parts of the things that we need to do. Uh, I believe that ministry is not of different parts. I believe ministry is only one. Everything is part of the ministry. Yeah? So marketplace ministry, is not to me, It's not something that is different or a separate thing that we need to do. Uh, to me, basically, marketplace ministry is wherever I go, I just want to impact the kingdom of, uh, impact this world with the kingdom of God. And someone say? Alright. And so today, if you are sitting here and you feel like, hey, I'm not working, Pastor right now. I'm not working. I'm a homemaker. Don't worry. Wherever you are, you are to make an impact in the place that you are. And that place that you are, you can take it that it is your marketplace ministry. Someone say? Praise God! All right, and so as I was preparing this sermon, the I I I just uh, my attention was directed to the sermon on the mount, and the sermon on the mount is something that we are quite familiar with, and we are most particularly familiar with the beatitudes. All right, okay. Now, the sermon on the mount basically is is over three chapters long, from Matthew chapter five to Matthew chapter seven. Okay? And Matthew chapter five to seven basically highlighted this point that I just made. That the uh, that effective marketplace ministry, if you really want to make it effective, it really flows out of a being rather than just the doing. Alright? So the doing comes from the foundation of our being. Now, in a nutshell, alright, from Matt uh, on the Sermon of Mouth from Matthew chapter five to seven, okay, uh, Jesus basically uh, Jesus, through the Sermon of the Mount, on the three chapters, basically instructed the people in view of the announcement of God's kingdom. That was what's happening. happening. Okay? So he gathered the people, was up on the mount, right? And then started preaching and teaching them. And the people, at that point in time, are probably thinking, hmm, am I eligible to enter the Messiah's kingdom? Can or cannot? Alright? Am I righteous enough to qualify? Oh, you know? So that's probably the question that they have. Alright? In their mind. Now, at that moment, at that point in time, okay, the only standard of righteousness the people knew was that, was that laid down by the current religious leaders. The scribes, the Pharisees, the Sadducees, yeah? Okay? The teachers of the law. And so, the sermon did not, interestingly, if you look at the sermon, the sermon did not give, uh, did not give a constitution for the kingdom nor did it present the way of salvation. Okay, it did not. All right? The sermon basically showed the kind who is eligible to enter the Messiah's kingdom. All right? And this, the three chapters basically tell us this. It shows us that those who can enter the kingdom of God is not of the one kind. It's not of some kind. It's not of any kind. It is of The punchline. <laughs> it is of a certain kind. And that is what the scripture, the Sermon of Mah is talking about. That those who can enter in the kingdom of God is not of one kind, is not of any kind, or is not of some kind. It is of a, a certain kind. And it's very specific about this certain kind. Alright? So it is of a certain kind. And who, what is this certain kind? It's really about the one who demonstrates behaviors that flow from a spiritual relationship with God. OK? And interestingly, as the scripture talks, as, as Jesus talked about this, he also used the illustration of the salt and the light. Sounds familiar? Yeah, See, we are the salt and we are like the light. Yes? And he uses this uh, illustration of the salt and the light to highlight that this certain kind of disciples, or this certain kind of Christians, or this certain kind of marketplace ministers have the power to positively impact the world, including the marketplace. Alright? And so, we are going to explore Matthew chapter 5, 1 to 20. What is this certain kind? And how can we then maybe eventually be that certain kind that we can become effective in ministering in the marketplace. Okay. So the first kind is the happy kind. <laughs> are you happy? Let me ask again. Are you happy? Are you sure? <laughs> the first kind is the happy kind. All right. Oh, so Matthew chapter 5, verses 3 to 12. And this is the Beatitudes. It says this. He said, Blessed are the poor in spirit, Happy kind. This scripture basically tells us this. This portion of the verses tells us this. That the the kind that will positively impact the marketplace is the happy kind. Right? As we read these verses, the beatitude repeated a particular word many times. And that word is the word blessed. Okay? Blessed. Now, blessed comes from the Greek word call makarios okay right and it's come from makarios come from the root word call maka which literally means in the english word it means happy happy all right so when we talk about happy what comes to your mind when you hear the word happy what comes to your mind immediately happy happy what comes to your mind wow I'm not sure some of you are smiling right now. I'm not sure what's going on in your mind, though. I see that smile on your face. And you, must be, you must be seeing something really, really nice, yeah? Okay? And one thing that I will... Uh, I'm not sure about you, but one thing that came to my mind happy was the Tesla that drove past me yesterday night. When I saw the Tesla, you know? Wow, that drove past me. Oh, man. I, there was a sense of happiness if, I, if I'm the one sitting inside and driving it. Wow. Happy. What is happy? What comes to mind when it's happy? The other day, my, my, my wife, my dear wife texted me. She said, oh, I'm so happy today. Wow, I said, wow, what happened? You know, in the middle of her work, she texted me and said happy. This is unlike anyone would do so, right? Yeah, I'm so happy. She said, wow, what happened? Oh, a young chap in my office said I'm very young. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Okay. I'm not sure if I'm that happy <laughs> after hearing that. Oh, but she's happy, isn't it? Yeah, she's happy. Wow. You know, my daughter came back one day and said, oh, I'm happy if I don't have to work. Wow, how many of us do that? Oh, if I don't have to work, yeah? Happiness, happiness. What comes to mind and what happiness looks like to you? I think the first thing that usually comes to our mind, I'm not saying it's always, right? The tendency of us... Uh, what we will see and what comes to our mind when we think about the word happy or happiness is this it's, it's, it's things of the external, right? It is uh, usually about circumstances, right? And it is usually self centered. We are happy when we experience positive circumstances, isn't it? Why are you happy? Oh, I just received a pay raise. Oh, yeah, isn't it? Why are you happy? I was just promoted. Why are you happy? Oh, I just got a new dog. Okay, maybe that's not a very good example. <laughs> but some of us are very happy. You have a companion. Isn't it? It brings joy to you. And so it's very external. It's circumstantial. And it is self-centered. And interestingly, it is also temporal. Isn't it? Yeah. I remember I told my, when I was younger, I told myself, oh, I'll be happy if I have a car. And then after I have a car, I tell myself I'll be happy if I have two cars. <laughs> ah, it's temporal, huh? It's so interesting. Yeah, okay. And it, very interestingly, this is a characteristic of how we usually think about happiness and our association with happiness. Now, in the scripture, the scripture that we read today in the Beatitudes, happy are the what? Are those who have A new car? Happy are those who have lost weight? Happy are those who are looking young? No. He says happy are the poor in spirit. Happy are those who mourn. Happy are those who are meek. Happy are those who hunger and so on and so forth. And if we look at it, and we look at it with uh, a pair of understanding eyes, then we will, we will understand that this is talking about happiness as... N- is, that happiness in the scripture, happiness as being defined um, by Jesus, is not about circumstances, but it's about a state. And it's about an inner state. Alright? So Jesus' idea about about happy, about the word maka, okay, is a state that is unaffected by the world of man who was subjected to poverty, weakness, and death. That means we are happy regardless of the circumstances that we are experiencing on the external. And there is an inner joy. Somebody say, Amen. And so the word maka basically is a noun and, and it is a noun that depicts someone who received divine favor. And so a Christian, you and me, who have received the grace of God into our life, who have received Jesus as our personal Lord and Savior, we are the ones who have received divine favor okay, from God. And because of that, we can be happy. Alright, Joyce Mayer said this. She said, she said that, Happiness is not a destination to be rich, but a state of being found in our relationship with God and living according to His will. So, today, as Christians, when we talk about being happy, we really refer to ourselves as one who is deeply rooted in, uh, in our assurance of God's divine favor. And so we can be happy even if we don't have certain things, even when we are going through challenges, even when we are going through some very, uh, the dark alleys in our life, we can still be happy because it's an inner state. We know that we serve a God who has given us life, life eternal. Somebody say. So Christians should be happy. Because we have a spiritual relationship with God that comes with an eternal hope and promise. And that should bring that happiness at a very stable state in our lives. If we understand this well, then it it also affects our disposition and our mindset. It basically shapes the way we think. And so Christians who uh, who with this mindset, who are saying that we are happy, basically have a positive disposition, a positive mindset. Basically, in our mind, we are hopeful. Hope. Full in F-U-L-L. We are always hopeful. Okay? We are not just being positive or we are not trying to be positive. We know that we are hopeful because we know that our God has promised us that this world is not for us. We have something better that's waiting for us at the other shore. And somebody say, and so whatever that challenges we go through, we know that there's going to be better. And that song, 明天会更好, is true, isn't it? In the Christian context, it is true that day will come when Jesus will meet us face to face. And everything will be beautiful and wonderful. And because of that, we have hope. Because of that, we can be happy. And not only that, we have a God who can do all things, who promise to be with us and will carry us through the, char- the trials and, and challenges of this world. Can we be happy? Oh, you're looking at me. Oh. Can we be happy? Yeah, we can be. Right. So it's the hopefulness that is in us that brings out that joy, that happiness. Okay? And this hopefulness transcends all situations. Now, let me say this. Our workplace is not the happiest place in this world. I'm not sure if you agree. Maybe some of you disagree. But some places, some, some workplaces are quite, quite nice to be in. I have to agree. Generally, my experience with workplaces, not the most exciting place to be. Not the most happy place to be in. I mean, workplace is, is definitely not Disneyland. Yeah, you know what I mean? I mean, if you've been to Disneyland, once you step into Disneyland, you're on, in a different world altogether. You literally feel... They're happy, you know? Yeah. That's how I felt when I stepped into Disneyland. And today, I still go back to Disneyland. Okay? Every every 10 years. Okay? To celebrate uh, my wedding anniversary. Yeah, Because we took a photo with Mickey Mouse. And so, me and my wife promised each other, every 10 years, we'll go back and take a photo with Mickey Mouse again. All right? We grow old, but Mickey Mouse doesn't grow old. It's like... True. Our workplace is not Disneyland. It is not ha- it's not really that happy. There's so many challenges, right? There's so many things to complain about. If we need to complain, we have a lot of legit reasons why we should be complaining in our workplace. Very true. Everyone is complaining. Why shouldn't I? Yeah, My daughter came back from an uh, internship, right? Uh, she started so-called working yeah? internship. I won't tell you which <laughs> I can't it. She she came back from her internship one day and then she tell me, Daddy, I don't want to work anymore. In her own work, work sucks. <laughs> mm. And how true that is, huh? If we really look at this, face squarely, isn't it true? Yeah. And interestingly, this is a promise that God has given us. <laughs> he said, Well, it's not going to be fun, no? Yeah. He said, After the fall, Jesus said what? Uh, God says to Adam, He said, "Uh from now, you want to eat something, uh, yeah, work for it. (laughs) Work for it. In fact, uh, you have to work very hard for it. (laughs) Uh, Welcome to God's kingdom. And welcome to the world. And welcome to the real world. And that is true. Yeah? Because of sin, the curse, uh, the ground is being cursed. And we are all cursed with the fact that we need to work. All right? So it, it was it was a lot more fun now uh, before the falls, isn't it? I can just imagine Adam and Eve just lying down and just eating and doing nothing. Oh, that's the kind of life I'm dreaming of. Mm, God, is that going to be like that next time you're in heaven? Mm. But workplace is not the most happy place, and workplace doesn't have. The most happy people around not like disneyland everybody's smiling oh welcome to disneyland so happy to see you enjoy your day right workplace is not like that isn't it what is workplace why did you do your job why are you late hmm? why you go taller go so long i might be exaggerating but these are some of the things i experienced However, happy Christians m- impact people. Happy Christians impact people. And happy Christians impact people at work. You know, research shows that a uh, happy staff often results in a positive demeanor, respectful in communication, and ethical behavior in workplaces, which can then positively impact and influence the work culture and relationships with colleagues. If anyone needs to be happy And all the reason to be happy at work When work isn't that fun and happy Are the Christians Are the Christians And when we bring This attitude of happiness This positive energy Into the workplace it has a tremendous impact in the people and in, to the people whom we interact with into the whole space. So there's no better way to positively impact a marketplace, the workplace that you're in, and your colleagues, by being happy. You know, when I work in a... I work in a few uh, organizations and each time when I, when it's time for me to leave and move on to the next organization, the one thing that the people will tell me is "says, You know, the one thing that I'm going to miss about you is your smile. It's your positiveness. Yeah. And they all say to me that you make a difference. That my day was a little bit better because of you. You know, last year, um, I've since moved out of a corporate world, I moved out of uh, 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 I move moved, okay, rather I moved into a business uh, and doing some uh, training and more like an entrepreneur right now. Uh, and last year, last year's business was not at its prime, last year. Okay, not, not the best time to do business. Uh, so business wasn't very good. Uh, and so I have, a, I have some partners with, uh, business partners with me that's helping me and working with me. Uh, my main business is in, in Vietnam. So if you, if you follow my Facebook page, if you follow my Facebook page, you will see a lot of Vietnam thing going on, yeah. All right. So, um, uh, so last year I was I was training this uh, m- training and mentoring this uh, business partner of mine to uh, to do marketing, to do stuff, and to build up the business, all right, so that sh- so that she herself can then uh, start a business on her own uh, as as we partner together, all right, and that she can earn a living. Uh, so last year wasn't very good. Uh, last year we only managed to get. Uh, I in a training business, so I only had four registration okay <laughs> four registration for for a class. that is very bad no okay all right uh, so uh, four registration seems like I just broke e- uh, broke even yeah, just broke even huh? uh, broke even in terms of, of uh, accounts, numbers huh? uh, not considering the time I spend and all this stuff huh? so if I count that in as. Yeah, then then I'm I'm at a loss. Huh? Yeah, so so when my wife heard about it. She said, "Huh, why you still do that?" You know, I said, oh, okay, I was still very ch- I was still smiling and telling her, "Yeah, I think I should do it. No worries." Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got big scolding from her. Okay, so in any case, uh, is this recorded? Please don't let my wife hear this. Okay, all right. Okay, so, um, so I had a conversation with her, and she said we only have four, four registration, and she sounded so disappointed. She said, "Oh, how I don't think we you no, know, it's really bad." You know, and 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 so I told her, "Don't worry." Okay, let's, let's not worry about it. Four, that's very good, right? It could have been just two. Yet, at least you have four, you know. Oh, she looked at me and said, Are you okay? <laughs> I said, yeah, it's really. Don't worry about it. Uh, don't worry. My God will supply all my needs. Okay, we'll just go ahead and do it. Don't worry. Okay, uh, that's what I literally told her. I will pray and my God will supply. Okay, and we'll just do what we never. He said, you sure? Said, yeah, just yeah, go ahead. Okay, don't worry. Even if it's at a loss, it's fine. Let's just do it. Oh okay, Okay, the reason is because if we do it, she will earn. If I don't do it, she won't earn. Okay, let's do it. Don't worry. So so we we did it anyway. All right, Uh, and then uh, uh, I say that I told her that uh, God will supply. Right, Uh, uh, God did not. Uh, At least that part did not. No no additional. Uh, uh, registrations coming in, okay? Alright. Uh, so, so it happens, right? Yeah, To me, in my own experience with God, it happens many times. Now. <laughs> right? So, uh, however, I still love God very much, okay? Now, so, we, I went, and then, uh, that's what we did. We, we went through, we did the registration, and then at the end, we have a few people who wanted to come back and uh, uh, to do a refresh. They paid some money, and eventually, cut a long story short, okay, broke even. Okay? Broke even. Uh, and then, uh, we, we just did what we need to do. Then, you know what happened? Because of what we did last year, this year, we doubled the numbers. And uh, I just came back from Vietnam. I just came back from Vietnam. I had a dinner with her, and, uh, and then I was having a conversation. I said, hey, you remember last year? He said, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, last year, huh? you are, I don't know why you're so happy, you know? I was like, how to be happy like that? You know, I don't know why you're so happy. I said, actually, I also do not know, how I'm happy inside, am I happy? I'm not sure very happy, but I have this quiet confidence that it's okay, right? I mean, what's the worst that can happen, right? Yeah, I have eternal life already, hallelujah, right? So let's not worry about it. So I say, yeah, just do it. Let's be positive, not worry about it, yeah? Because I have a God who is going to supply my need. And she said, yeah, wow, so amazing, huh? Yeah, your God, huh? Wow, this year, awesome, huh? I said, yeah, my God is awesome. Mm, yeah, and she's a Buddhist. Right? He said, maybe your God spoke to Buddhists also, my Buddha. I said, ah, I'm not so sure about it, but definitely my God did that. Ah, that's my conversation with her. Did it make a difference? It made a difference. Happy. Be happy. The world is full of calamities, sadness, death, bad news to be happy you want to make a difference be one who is full of hope and be happy wherever you are in whatever situation in the marketplace and someone's gonna look at you and wonder why are you so happy why i need to know because in the heart of everyone they all want to be happy the second kind is the in the moment kind Matthew chapter 5, verse 13 to 16. Jesus then said this to them. He said, you are the salt of the earth. But if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything, except to be thrown and trampled underfoot. You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. What this verse basically said, and what Jesus is basically helping us to understand, is this, that we have the potential, we have the potential to positively influence and impact the world, and the marketplace that we are currently in. We have the potential. Okay, we all have that. And Jesus used the illustration of the salt and the light to highlight this, okay? So like the salt that influences the flavor of the dish and the light that diffuses darkness, okay? The, uh, we all have that potential to do that. And that is not really the point that he wanted to bring across. The point that he wanted to really bring across that he was driving home is this, that if, if we are not doing that, if the salt and the light is not doing what they are supposed to do, then it is useless. That is the main point. That is the point that Jesus is driving to us. So what does this mean to us? It simply means that if if we are not doing what we are supposed to do in influencing and positively influencing the marketplace and the uh, the place where we are, the people around us, then we are not serving our purpose. We are not. you know that we, uh, we constantly influence others? Do you know that we constantly influence others? That we cannot not influence others. If I tell you right now, don't influence me, what would you do? Maybe some of you say, okay, I better not influence you so I walk out of this place. Oh, wow, the minute you walk out, you influence me big time. Huh? Yeah. Maybe you say, I don't influence you, then I don't respond to you so I won't influence you. Wow, you stop responding to me, you're also influencing me big time. You know, as long as we are engaged right now and we are interacting with each other we are seeing each other we are influencing each other so we constantly influence uh, others whether or not we are cognizant therefore how people experience us as disciple of christ or ambassador of christ influence their perception of god as they interact with us, their experience with us at that moment, at that moment, in that moment, influence their perception of God. Okay? Alright. So, the perception of God by people is influenced by their cognizance of our behavior. Alright? So, since people experience us through our behaviors, therefore, fundamentally, our response becomes very important. Right? Critical. And interestingly, our response happens when? Happens in the moment. Right here, right now. Okay? And so, if if we respond negatively in the moment, what can we do? We can repent. Oh, I'm so sorry, God. I shouldn't have responded that way. You know, I shouldn't have. I shouldn't have uh, used the four-letter word when I was there. You know, I was just very upset at that point in time. I just came out of my mouth, and then I was talking to four pre-Christians. Oh, I I repent, God. I'm so sorry. Yeah. So we can repent. Okay. We can repent. Now the truth is this: that the minute that we is out of our mouth, in that moment, we have already influenced the perception of the people about their perception of God. Okay? So after that, we may then decide, okay, maybe I should do some reflection then. I sh- let me reflect how I should then respond better so that I won't do it again. Awesome. I really appreciate that and honor, uh, honor that. Okay? So that is really good. So you, you, you reflected and decided that, that how you should be responding uh, the next time in the right way. Now that reflection remains an intention that you have. Agree? It remains as an intention until the next opportunity when it happens. Then we know whether this intention is going to result into a positive action. Okay? Then we know. Okay? So only when we start responding. Now, therefore, at the next time when we respond, it is in the moment, right? In the moment on how we respond that will decide whether we will do it or not, and how that will influence the person. Okay? The process of repentance and reflection is an important process. Okay? And I, uh, I acknowledge that and I agree to that. Okay? It is an important process that will help with our behavior. Essentially, it is the the in-the-moment response that matters most because it is that that will shape the perception and influence the perception of the people that are around us. So we need to demonstrate spiritual qualities in the moment as we respond that others can experience when they encounter us in any given situation. Okay. So that we will show up in a way that glorifies God. Show up in a way that people look at us and say, hmm, wow. Talk about being a Christian. Hey, I see one here. Talk about someone who, is fear, who fears God. Hey, I'm seeing one here. Talk about someone who is patient, who is who, who has the flow of the Spirit. I'm seeing one here. You see, people can celebrate with you when they see that happen, or people can also cancel you. However, they cannot deny those qualities. That's the thing. They cannot deny it. Okay? So it is about the in-the-moment kind that we are talking about now. And what is the the in-the-moment kind is really about someone or one who does not lose your spiritual qualities in any given situation and that you are mindfully demonstrating those qualities so that other people can experience it. You are mindfully demonstrating those qualities. So the ability to be in the moment and to show up in the moment as those qualities are already within us, to be able to do that requires to be mindful. It's like the salt. It's in the moment when you put the salt in, it needs to work. If it doesn't, then too bad. When you want to, when you want to diffuse the darkness, you want to light the light, and you want to make sure that the light is there to diffuse the darkness, but once you cover it, it's useless. Okay? So in the same way, we need to be the in the moment kind. how can we be in the moment kind? Now, I know it's very challenging in the workplace. <laughs> Yeah, there's so many things going up can be very high-strung at times, right? So many situations, and we can just act out any moment. We can flip the lid, as some of us would say, and then we can react more than we respond. So what can we do? Let me offer you a few steps that you could consider taking when you are back in your office, back in your workplace. Firstly, to be in the moment, slow down. You learn to physically and deliberately slow down your pace. Okay, that will help Help your mind to be able to focus a bit more. So you learn to slow down. Okay? All right. Secondly, pause before responding. Before someone, when when you're having a conversation and before you want to respond, or when you read a message and before you want to respond, take a deep breath. Tell yourself, stop first. (laughs) Breathe. Leave. Breathe. (sighs) Okay, when you start breathing, you pause. When you pause, You give yourself some time to think about things. You give your mind some mind space before reacting. Okay? And when that happens, when you breathe, ask yourself this question. If you feel that your blood pressure is going up, you feel that your whole face is very hot, you feel that your, your head is having a huh, headache, huh? yeah, it looks like you all have experienced this, huh? yeah. So when you feel that coming, you know that something bad is going to come out from your mouth. Or something bad is going to come up from your body. Somehow the, 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 the expression is not going to be very positive. So, what do you do? The next question you ask yourself, you should ask yourself this question What would the Holy Spirit like to have happened at this moment? The whole idea is to redirect your mind from that situation towards God. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So that from there, your mind can consider about what is heavenly and not what is earthly then you can consider doing that. Okay? So in my workplace, I just have to tell you this, I talk slowly. I react and respond slowly. What do you think, Ronald, about this situation? Huh? That person like that. Give me some time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Give me a while, give me a while. Then I respond. Mm-hmm. And that's how I do it. Even to today. With my family. so my daughters are very upset with me. Can you quickly tell me, Quickly. Slow down. What's the hurry? Jesus is not coming back yet. (laughs) If she comes back, then we don't have to answer this question anymore. (laughs) Yeah, slow down. So slow down, that will give you some time to process things. Pause before responding. And in that pause, you are able to give yourself time to redirect your mind from the situation, from reaction towards responding and hearing from what the Holy Spirit might be saying to you at that moment. Then, you are in the moment being able to respond more mindfully. Right, so finally, it's the real kind. So we talk about the happy kind, the in-the-moment kind, and finally, the real kind. Uh, Matthew chapter 5, verse 17 to 20, it says this, Do not think that I have come to abolish the law of the prophets. I have not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. unless your righteousness surpasses that of the Pharisees and the teachers of the law, you will certainly not enter the kingdom of heaven. And here Jesus is talking about we need the real kind. The real kind. You see, the Pharisees and the teachers of the laws were considered people who lived a sanctified and holy life. Okay? In their time. If anyone is going to meet the marks of being Jesus' disciples, who can make meet the mark of entering into the kingdom of heaven, they should be the ones. And here, Jesus clearly states this. He said, For I tell you that unless your righteousness surpasses that of the Pharisees and the teachers of the law, you will certainly not enter the kingdom of heaven. You will, these people have absolutely no impact at all. <laughs> in short. Yeah. Uh, so what is Jesus calling them? In my own words, the way I phrase it, okay, in my youthful mindset, all right, uh, the way, why I say I'm youthful mindset simply because I feel very young, okay? And at the same time, uh, recently, uh, some of my students would look at me and say, Oh, Ronald, you're only 30 over years old, huh? Oh, so happy, you know? Yeah. Okay, I was happy, yeah. Alright. So, uh, however, I've got, also got a very youthful mindset. And my youthful mindset tells me this, that Jesus basically called them real fakes. <laughs> real fakes. Yeah. Have you seen the real fix? Some of the real fakes look very real, huh? Yeah, I mean, in in Vietnam, I saw a lot. (laughs) Wow, they look very real. I can't differentiate between the real ones and the fake ones. Yeah, okay, by just looking at it. But however, interestingly, after you feel it, after a while, oh, you know that it's fake, right? I mean, interestingly, I went to a shop, I saw a bag, Adidas. Wow, look real, no? so real i said wow and, and and my parents were with me and my mom was say hey why don't we buy this one oh, it looks real huh? i think it's real i said yeah i think it's real too no yeah all the text and everything and then i look at it feel it oh so nice and then i start to you know where the strap is and then the strap is sold into the the back of the bag and then once i look at it i pull open a little bit hole oh. then i know it's fake yeah because uh, uh if i put a bit more if i put something heavier i think it's just going to break huh? yeah you can see it's going to be torn soon so real fake okay. <laughs> And, and the Pharisees are the real fake. The, the teachers of the law are the real fake. This is what Jesus is saying. Right? Their religion is ec- uh, entirely external and formal. Right? And they were more concerned about the sem- ceremonial than with the moral. They were concerned about themselves and their own righteousness. They were interested in details rather than principles, in actions rather than motives, and in doing rather than in being. They were more concerned about the external. Their life is a complete absence of the spiritual qualities that is being delineated in the Beatitudes. That's what Jesus is saying to them. This is yeah, real thing, huh? Okay. So their life made no impact in the world and is in God's kingdom. And what is Jesus looking for? He's looking for the real kind. Unless your righteousness surpasses that of them. He's looking for the real kind. And what are the real kind and who are the real kind? The real kind is a person, someone who possesses inner spiritual qualities as described in the Beatitudes and whose conduct emanates from the inner state. And so that calls for someone, that calls for someone, that calls for us to be one who will focus on our personal Renewer. And so today, if you are the real deal, if you are the real kind, then you will be focusing on your own personal renewal. What is happening on your inside, your spiritual life? Right? Jesus says that religion is not external observ- observance. Okay? It is a matter of the heart. It is about the being. And out of this being comes the doing. It's an outflow of the being. Right? And, and the beatitude says that very clearly uh, for us today. Okay? And in fact, God's covenant and His law, God's, uh, is being said in Jeremiah that God's covenant and His law is to be written in the outside or the inner parts. On the inner parts of, the, of, of our being, right? Okay, and He says this, He says that this is the covenant I will make with the people of Israel after the time, declares the Lord, I will put my law on their mind and write it onto their hearts and I will be their God and they will be my people. See, it's on the innermost being of our parts. And so, uh, the real kind is a man who is in a spiritual relationship with God and whose supreme desire is to know Him better and to love Him more and to fully express that in our daily lives. The second thing about this uh, real kind is this, that if you are the real kind, then you will rely on the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. Okay? In order for us to be able to um, you know, be like the, the in the moment kind and to be able to express ourselves and respond correctly and respond with the qualities, our uh, spiritual qualities in our life, being able to do that, we re- definitely require us to em- uh, rely on the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. Now, Jesus came to fulfill the law of the prophet. Right? Jesus did not come and break the law. He came and he fulfilled. He did everything that is necessary that we can't do. He did it. So that by doing that, He's allowing us to be able to begin a life through the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. Okay. And in Philippians, he says this Philippians chapter 1, verse 6 he says, He who began a good work in you will carry it on the completion until the day of Christ Jesus. And who is the one who's going to complete it? It is the Holy Spirit. When Jesus left, he gave the Holy Spirit to us to continue this work in our life. And today, the Holy Spirit is working in our life. And that's the reason why, when we want to direct our attention to what is on the heavenly, the step that I share with you is to ask, What would the Holy Spirit do? Like to have happened is to engage the work of the Holy Spirit and the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. And so, the Holy Spirit gives us a love for the law and the power to live a righteous life. So, we position ourselves towards the Holy Spirit, uh, yielding to the working of the Holy Spirit and allowing the Holy Spirit to work in our life. And the final thing about the real kind is this that the real kind connects to the Father. If the real kind is the one who desires an inner uh, renewal and also depends on the empowerment of the Holy Spirit, then very naturally the outcome of it is that He is connected to the Father. You can't run away from that. You will be naturally connected to the Father. It's not by external work. It's a spiritual work that the Holy Spirit is doing. Right? Okay. So we are connected to the Father and we have a spiritual relationship with God the Father. And John chapter 15, verse 5 says, Jesus says, I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do. And if we are renewing our inner person, engaging the Holy Spirit and being empowered by the Holy Spirit and allowing the Holy Spirit to work in us, then we are connected and we will bear much fruit. And so this connection produces spiritual qualities of fruits in our lives. And when others experience of these qualities of fruits, that will draw their attention to God. And my recent trip uh, to Vietnam, okay, we went to, um, my daughter followed me and we went to this place. Now, I'm not trying to promote this, huh? Okay, it's just for the record, just wanted to record this, okay? If you'd like to go by all means, I'm not promoting it. They are not giving me any uh, commission just to talk about this, okay? Now, we, we were in Hanoi, this is in Hanoi, we were in Hanoi, and uh, my daughter went to Google and realized that and found that this shop Tan, Lai like su. I'm, I say it's correct, you also don't know whether it's correct, huh? Okay. <laughs> okay? Um, it's a very popular store, okay? Uh, very good reviews on Google, okay? And so uh, she went to in search for this, so she went on her own, and she went to a shop, okay, ate at the shop, and then she came back and then she told me said, "Yeah, uh, the shop." Uh, I ate, and then I said, "How? How is it good or not?" Meh, you know how young people say. Meh. So, oh, is that not so good? Huh? Okay. Then, then uh, so she went to a shop. Then, uh, then a few days later, we walk past this store. Okay, we walk past this store and say, "Hey, shall we eat this?" She said, "No, no, the last time I ate is meh." And then she said, "However, the last time I ate, mm, this a bit it's a different store. It's not from this store." And then we we went closer. She said, "Oh, this store is very interesting. Huh? This store the staff uh, all have a uh, uniform." Uh fur tan uniform. Oh, yeah. And then we noticed a lot of, uh, there's a uh, very crowded and there was a queue. Okay? And you don't see any queue because this was six uh six thirty in the morning. Yeah, they are still cooking. I was the first I was actually the first customer. All right. Uh, and so so it was very uh, it was actually very popular, yeah. And so I said, okay, why why don't we go in and try it uh, since uh, no no harm I said, yeah. Uh, so we went in and tried. And then uh, we ordered and then she she is a fur soup, eh? so she fur, you, the thing, first thing you want to try is the, the soup. Right? So, so she took a spoonful and she put the spoonful into her mouth. When she put the spoonful in the mouth, wow, you know what happened? The eyes are huh, boom! Oh. Wow. Then you can sense that wow, it's a positive energy. Huh? Wow, I said, Wow, very nice. Wow, so different from the one I tried, you know? Wow, then she started eating and everything. Wow, I said, Wow, very good. I said, Yeah, it's very good. Then, yeah, I said, What well, you say is no good. I say, I don't know, but this one is very good. The one I tried, meh. It's like, oh, yeah. And then later she googled and then she realized there are many fake for ten around. <laughs> the one she went, fake one. This one, real one. <laughs> this one got uniform. <laughs> that one don't have. This one has a crowd, the other one doesn't. Okay? Yeah. So she she and and, and and, and we really enjoyed ourselves, okay? And this time it was good. And this time when I went back again, all right, uh, we, uh, I went back to have uh, uh, breakfast, uh, breakfast here, okay? And uh, I sent this back to, to my daughter, and she was like, Ooh, I wish I was there. Yeah, it was that good. Wow. So we know uh, the real thing and the fake thing was apart, huh? Was apart. There are many Christians in the marketplace, you know? And sadly, there are the real fakes and there are also the real kinds. And what the market the marketplace need is to experience the real kind. Not to experience the meh, huh? You're Christian, now. meh. You should be, oh Christiana. Oh. The psalmist says this in Psalm chapter 38, verse 4. Taste and see that the Lord is good. good. How will our colleagues and friends experience that the Lord is good? How will they get to taste it? Yeah? When they experience the real kind then they know that it's good. And even if they had a a negative experience with the real fix, if they have enough experience with the real kind, it will be good. And it will make them desire more. So we need more real kinds to whip out a craving for God in the life of those who haven't come to know Christ in the marketplace. And someone say, Amen. Let me close with this uh, video. It's not about chewing gum, okay? Don't buy chewing gum. Let me close by saying this to all of us. Be the light in the marketplace that you are in right now. Be the happy kind. Be in the moment kind. Be the real kind. Let your behavior shine in a way that God is glorified. Someone say? Amen. May I invite the worship team to come? And as the worship team come, may I invite all of us to just stand to our feet. I'd like you to just close your eyes for a moment. I just have one question for all of us here. Is your behavior making an impact in God's kingdom and the world around you today? Allow me to repeat that again. Is your behavior making an impact, a positive impact in God's kingdom and the world around you today? As you allow this question to just land on your heart and on your mind. Allow me to direct your attention to two other questions for you to respond today. I truly believe in my heart that every one of us wants to be effective in our marketplace, to be a positive influence for God's glory and for His kingdom and to make a positive impact in this world by bringing the gospel to the life of those who need it. So my question to us is this, and to you individually, is this. In order that you can shine brighter in the marketplace, what needs your attention? In order that you sh- in order that you can shine brighter in the marketplace today, what needs your attention? What is your answer to that? What do you need to be more in order to shine brighter? What do you need to be more? in order to shine brighter? How would you answer that question? How would you respond to that question? And what do you need to do more in order to shine brighter? So you have two questions here. One is, what do you need to be and the other is what do you need to do more? So what we're going to do is this. The worship team is going to lead us in a song of worship and as we worship the Lord, whatever your answer is, I'd like you to bring to the Lord as a form of offering to Him, as a commitment to Him to say that this is what I need to be more, God, in order to shine for you This is what I need to do more in order to shine for you. So empower me today that I become an effective marketplace minister that I will become a certain kind for you.